Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family values. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? And welcome to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm your host this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski. Pam Bentley has got a feature performance in Victoria this evening as part of Tongues of Fire. So they're out and about on the ferry. A nice day to be traveling. And uh, in studio, though, we have a guest today. We have uh, the legendary... Uh, Clifton Joseph. Hi, Clifton. Welcome. Hey, hey. Thank you so much, RC, man. Thank you so much for hosting me. It's been a long time I've been in Vancouver and a longer time that I haven't been on co-op radio. And I know you all have been out here uh, uh, carrying the torch for Campus Community Radio, um, the flank outside here that is really the key mother load for independent culture in this country. So uh, I want to commend you and, by extension, all of the radio folks who spend their time over the years, and especially here at co-op radio. Man. Thanks so much. So when was the last time you were in Vancouver? 1928, man. <laughs> wow. It so seems it's, like. <laughs> <laughs> so you've aged well. Yes, yes, And yes. it's nice to have you here. So we'll get you to start the show off with the poem, please. Send me the sun with its heat and its light. Send me someone for this cold, cold night. Send me along my way in the world. Send me equipped for the meek and the bold. Send me the old and the infirmed, you're infirmed and you're old. Send me the mold for capturing the gold. Send me mostly the things I'll hold, dear to my heart and into the fold. Please, send me a signal that you still care. Send me some signs that you'll soon be here. Send me to an abode that's not cold and hard to get a hold. Send me salvation and a speedy ship. Zion bound send me home great thank you why did you choose that poem to start out with uh, being away from home and I'm going back home in two days so it seemed like a homey poem to do for okay. my homie <laughs> and now do you, have you been get, do you feel like you've been getting those signals you've been asking you know, send me a signal send me a signal have you found that you've uh, actually received those signals from home or elsewhere 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because when you give out, you get back, right? It's a uh, give to get kind of situation. And in this case, I mean, sometimes it takes longer for it to happen, right? Absolutely. I mean, otherwise, everybody would be rich, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Conventionally rich, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, it takes a little time. So, yeah, but in this time, it was almost instantaneous. Cool. So, um, I, we've got 30 minutes to for people who don't know who Clifton Joseph is to kind of just dip our toes into that massive ocean. Uh, can you give us just a quick rundown uh, for anybody just tuning in or who doesn't know your work or anything, who you are and what you're uh, doing here in the Metro Vancouver area? I've been living in Toronto since 1973, originally from Antigua and Barbuda and Caribbean. I got interested in poetry back then and I got really involved in it in the, in the 1970s in high school and university. And then along with Lillian Allen and a few other people sort of uh, co-founded the, um, the, the, launched the whole uh, dub poetry movement in Toronto and, and across Canada. Um, I got involved in a collective of people who produced books, CDs, started to play with musicians. I've played across the country, you know, the, the artist run centers, at the uh, folk festivals, uh, independent aspects of things. And this is where, for instance, as I was saying earlier about the uh, importance of campus radio, it was one of the places you could actually go with your art. And, mm -hmm. and there was a network of places across the countries, like, like, like co-op station, CKLN in Toronto, CIUT, uh, CJSW in Calgary, all across the country. So uh, there was a, a, a platform, platforms already existing, we tapped into in terms of getting a national um, profile and a national play and, and, and taking dub poetry across the country. So um, I've also been a journalist, uh, write for newspapers, magazines, radio, and, and, um, TV, uh, TV Ontario, CBC, CTV. Um, so yeah, I've been um, doing poetry, music, uh, MC. Um, right now, I work with uh, EglingtonTV.com, the chief content uh, producer okay. at the internet TV station. We do live streaming and uh, go out to the clubs, do interviews, profiles. So, uh, and I'm here. Um, I was out in um, Kelowna at a UBC campus there. Uh, they had a, a mini uh, art, uh, writers festival, so I was there doing two shows and, and workshop. Uh, very well attended, and it was a, a hell of a nice time. I hadn't been my first time in Kelowna, mm -hmm. um, but I've been in, B, in, in BC a lot, uh, Vancouver especially. So uh, we're playing tomorrow night, tonight actually, yeah. at uh, seven to nine p.m. at the um, fifteen seventy Argyle, the uh, uh, Silk Purse Art Center. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was it like in Kelowna? What kind of audience did you get out to uh, see you? It was a cross-section. It was a university-produced event. So you had the university, the professors, and those folks associated with the university. But one of the shows was with um, a place called um, Crowded Verse, uh, a spoken word collective and oh. an art center and they produced that and that was that was a pretty jam-packed time with uh, I got a chance to see some of the the local uh, spoken word performers there poets um, in Kelowna and it's always encouraging when you go to uh, a so-called small town and you see an audience of like 30 40 people which in a city like Toronto, would translate to maybe three, four hundred, because uh -huh. um, you still have a lot of poetry events around a, place, a big city like Toronto and New York, for yeah. that matter, where there might be thirty people there, twenty people there, and that might be considered a damn fine night. Yeah. 
So um, uh, one of the things we are talking about, right, in terms of poetry that sometimes we don't look at, is that if, if for instance, we were to sh- uh, um, do a collation of all of the, the poetry events that would have taken place across just, let's say, North America for geographical specificity, right, that, uh, and you could look that the next morning and open it like you open up the Globe and Mail, and you could see the amount of actual poetic activity yeah. happening. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the, this continuing upsurge of, of uh, poetry, performance, and otherwise slam, and otherwise dub, and otherwise any kind of poetry, um, and those who propagate poetry, because it's, it's one of the most potent art form, uh, most accessible art form, uh, most incendiary art form, most political art form, and most one likely transform people in the shortest amount of propagandistic audience space. Yeah, I was watching uh, an interview with you last night with, uh, I think, with Ian Ferrier, and uh, you were talking about how when you were, this would have been in 2007, so and you, I think you were talking about... Yeah, words about, allowed in Durham, yeah. Durham County. Did, so when you were day. starting out, you were, you had, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you wanted to energize the audience, like you wanted to make them wake up in the in the front row right away, and like you didn't, you know, that was part of the thing to do that, rather than have them sit back and take their time and get into a kind of thing. Is that still um, a motivation for you, that kind of, uh, not attack on the audience, but you know, like, hey, let's wake up and go. It's true, 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 true. You're absolutely right with that. Because I was working with a friend of mine, uh, Kwasi Ahmed Hanif. Um, we, you know, in high school found each other as, and started to write poets and started to... We were basically propagandistic um, poets working within the framework of political activity. So we were outright um, didactic, down with capitalism, down with the, the um, venomous white man, down with imperialism. You know, I mean, a lot of Africa was not yet actually... Um, liberated, it was still Zimbabwe, it was still Odisha, yeah. Southwest Africa was still was not yet in Namibia. I mean, the Portuguese were still in Guinea-Bissau and all of that. So there was a whole lot of things that were going on, and we had to be uh, in high school. What we said, we had to be conscious, politically conscious about communism, socialism. Uh, black power movement had just come, and, and, and that whole black liberation surge mm-hmm. in the in the 70s had just sort of come and gone, and was going. So we we said we had to be conscious, and and as poets, we actually started out being the political, the the poetic arm of of political <laughs> organizations and mm-hmm. and ad hoc uh, coming together's, you know. So uh, we, me and my man Kwasi, we we try to. Uh, Canadians have been pretty polite, right? <laughs> you know, they've gotten a little bit impolite over the years, but they'd wait until you finish the poem and then clap. Yeah. If that, yeah. And we, we wanted to get people to react to us right away. And then doing a lot of these political events, you, you might be performing after a, a six-man Congo set. With that energy up there for like about five, six, seven minutes, and then all of a sudden, here's the poets. Yeah, yeah. So we used to like run out with bells and, you know, light some newspaper on fire yeah. and something to just, you know, neutralize the atmosphere, if, if you will. Yeah. So then that morphed into now trying to inspire the audience in, in, uh, directly. So not the clap at the end. So yeah. that's when we came up with the idea of frightening the front row. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> Pow! 
yeah. so that you are the, and then you can you probably have them for the rest of the entire show yeah yeah they're at least watching so they don't get scared Close. at the very least again I'm telling you, know? you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it's all part of the uh, at least my idea exploration of sound and music right yeah. I shifted further on to at one point get to a poem where I was trying to um to get people to um, to cry, to be sad, you know. Thy day, thy day, thy In order to do that poem to its fullness, right, I found out that I had to go deep down myself. Mm -hmm. where, where I had to, like, like, roll into it. I couldn't just, like, start it just like that. Sure. Uh, I had to kind of roll into it because I was, uh, I'd gotten into a strange period of time as a poet where I really mistrusted words. Oh. Even though um, I used to, I don't feel like me, man. I, I watched them parliamentary channels with the, <laughs> yeah, the cats in the legislature. Yeah, yeah. They talk some shit sometimes, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> Most of the time. Man. And around and around in circles. And they, they're not even <laughs> talking to anybody. It seems like, yeah, anyway. Yes, I have. <laughs> but it's, the parliament is from the French, right? Parler, to speak. Mm. So that's where it comes from. But I never miss me a filibuster. You know, you feel the best way. Yep, okay, yep. if you can talk, out talk the limited time that the bill has to get you can keep to whatever, potentially you kill, kill, kill the bill. So I never miss a filibuster because uh, they have to improvise. They might be reading some list from the supermarket or something. Yeah. You're, you're not, it's, you show the system for what it is that you don't have necessarily to make sense. You just have to take up for vocal space. Yeah. And, and that, so I never missed me a filibuster. And I was trying to write a poem then that would have no words. Mm. Based on, um, as much as you're a poet and, and, and you work in words, you're trying to say, well, okay, words can be used. I believe in the power of words as propaganda, right? That's why I yeah. see poets out, uh, right? So, uh, so yes, yeah, so you can be propagandized without words or something that goes beyond the idea of words to try to have an emotional effect so would you call it like would you call that like sound poetry like doing just like making sounds that aren't just words to convey something or well actually i call it it was a quiet poem for the saxophone player john coltrane mm. so yeah it's a um uh a word i haven't thought of a word for it as mm. such except sometimes i say songings actually okay. songings uh, which is not is not singing because I don't want to be um, having to say, say, well, it's a note or not a note, sure. or it's off key or whatever it is. It's off key. It's my song. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, off key. So, yeah. so that's where I kind of move it into sound more than music. Sure. You know what I mean? And and because uh, I do believe that the voice has the power. And over the years, I've trained myself in different aspects of the voice to, to in just in the use of tone and rhythm and rhyme and in the whole scheme of it mm -hmm. and the flux of it to try to see how how my experimentation has been to see how individual even individual words might uh, and cadences and, mm -hmm. and words put together in a particular ways what kind of effects 
do they have absolutely and can i at one point like just like get an audience where i mean as much every i know every as when i say there i know that it'll be twitching your right arm you know what i mean when i say get down and you pop you know your hips yeah. moving or something so then i i can have some big time fun with that i'm telling you man. sweet um you let's see i'd love to hear another poem if you've uh, got something you'd like to share with us well, you know what? Can you do me a favor while I while I get myself together? If you if yeah. you put this one this this tune on there, uh, okay, and uh, and I get you something that you desire. So what uh, happened is uh, Clifton has given me a CD with a track called "Shots on Eglinton." Uh, on it, and uh, I guess that's the neighborhood in uh, yeah, any neighborhood in Toronto. The neighborhood that I actually living around in the uh, Eglinton Oakwood area, Eglinton Dufferin Bathurst. And we're just waiting for the CD. Oh, is it, which track would you like us to First play? one, yeah. First one. All right. This is uh, live radio. And uh, so here we go. This will be the first one. It's called, is the first track called Shots on Shots Eglinton? Shots on Eglinton. All right. And uh, is there any swearing we need to let anybody know about? Um, not, not. Okay. Mild, maybe, if, if there is. Mild. <laughs> there you go. It's mild. <laughs> You're listening to uh, Clifton Joseph here as our guest today on Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM.
Tell me, which one of us will be next? When these crazed and callous criminals, these criminals get vexed. And the shit that hurts, it hurts so bad. Is that the shit ain't over yet? The shit ain't over yet. The shit ain't over yet. Shots on Eglinton by Clifton Joseph, and uh, you heard it here on CFRO 100.5 FM Co-op Radio, and I'm R.C. Weslowski, and we have Clifton in studio today. Uh, wow, so that we were talking while I was playing. That's about five years old, that version? That version of that tune, yeah, um, Shots on Eglinton, because at one point I lived in Eglinton, uh, just not, not uh, far from the epicenter of the groove, and... Uh, uh, we had a whole spate of shootings, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at, at, at some of the parties and the dances, too. So I was just trying to bring some attention to that at the time. Yeah. You know? So is that an extension of uh, the piece you have called Slow-Mo, or is that separate? Yeah, it's a sort of accompanying piece. The Slow-Mo is about um, being in the party and getting shot and killed in the party. Yeah. This was a shooting on the street itself, so 
uh, just gives you a sense that you had a menu of mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. where your shooting location <laughs> would be at the time. Wow. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, so is dub poetry still pretty uh, popular and alive in the Toronto area? Yeah, and, and, and across the country. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, there was a worry at one point. Some poets had that uh, when when slam and spoken word um, became real big, big, big. That. Uh, that, that that some of the younger black boys would, would go uh, that way. Go that way, which certainly a, a, a lot did, and they're a crucial part of that whole movement. Uh, but uh, su surprisingly and coolly, uh, a lot of people still are out there. Yeah. So I was curious. Sorry, I cut you off. But I was curious if uh, who are are there? Um, who would be the young poets now? Dub poets that we should be paying attention to coming out of the Toronto scene that you know of. Well, definitely you'd have to go with um, poet uh, Debbie Young. She's mm -hmm, probably yeah. one of the key one out there. You got his other brother Hajil, who has been doing uh, uh, aspects of of that kind of of. You got uh, Peculiar Eye, who's out there doing his thing. Um, Black Eye Ellis out there doing their thing, and a whole whole bunch of other other folks out there that are. You know, keeping the torch alive. And the Dub Poetry Collective in Toronto, um, what is that group doing to help broaden the awareness of Dub Poetry? Right now, as the R&B Ed Song said, uh, absolutely nothing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Dub Poetry Collective broke up on some very trying circumstances. Uh -huh. There are all kind of beer hall putsch, mm. all kind of coups and counter coups, all kind of factionalization. And, ah. and then uh, that was all she wrote, man. All right. But for a number of years there, uh, 10 years or so, we, we had an annual big uh, dub poetry mm -hmm. festival, yeah. bringing dub poets from across the country and across the world and uh, putting on workshops and uh, having um, um, uh, weekly poetry readings and hosting poets from across the country. So it, it did a lot of job uh, of the job of keeping the groove uh, like so many others across the country. Um, and keeping poetry alive, and uh, yeah. it is one of the most popular art form in this country right now. And uh, a lot of poets don't even know it. Yeah. The truth that yeah. every, most every city in this country, every major city and minor city in this country, have some kind of poetry organization and some kind of poetry scene where their venues, their slams, their mm -hmm. um, open mics. Like tonight, tomorrow night at the Silk Purse, there is an open mic. So in the beginning of the show, before me and Ricky go on. So if any poets out there who want to get on the microphone it's at 1570 argyle uh avenue down in west vancouver mm -hmm. and that's so tonight actually tonight sorry tonight hey yeah. you know I'm you're so, traveling i'm so jet lagged man that i'm in the future i'll meet you tomorrow <laughs> i probably will too yeah <laughs> hey so let's uh, we're almost out of time so let's get one more uh get a short piece from you if possible a short piece like oh, a couple gosh. minutes if you have something like that Shots shatter people. You, you mentioned slow mo. Yeah. yeah. Shots shatter people. Scatter wonder what the hell is the matter when Batman let off at the party. Playing Django and Rambo, though nobody's hero. They shoot like there's no tomorrow. Some say their minds are cracked from the pipes wicked blow that their pockets are stacked with sour dreams and vicious cash stash. But slow more on the flow won't know. Slow more on the flow won't know. People trample over his body as some get low and made a fighting rush for the dough. But slow more on the flow won't know. 
Shots ring out, still at two sparks in the dark. Red sea light, the crowd parts. Fear grips the womb like a wart at the quick flash of lead. Ricocheted hat mark, reverberating gun bark. But slow mo on the floor can't talk. Some shiver, some cough, some involuntarily fart with their pants, holy fast beating hearts. Someone balls out in the dark. What do I ask, Clot, boss? What do I ask, Clot? It was pandemonium and madness, badness and loss. Eyes tearful and fearful for the victim of the gun blast. Somewhere in the dark, you hold your breath slow and low, but slow more on the floor won't know. And we partied like four cats in the know, grooving in sync, like a horn section a blow. And that's the last that my man Slow Mo did know. It's the last that my man Slow Mo did know. Our guest this afternoon has been Clifton Joseph, the legendary Clifton Joseph, uh, Juno Award nominee, uh, broadcaster, journalist. Oh, you pulled that shit out there. I man. did. That yeah, shit, yeah. I, I wrote that shit for about 15 years, man. It's like <laughs> Juno nominee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Okay. Well, I thought because the Junos are in Vancouver this week, Actually, that it'd yeah, be are. good to uh-huh. mention that you were a nominee as well. <laughs> so anyway, you're reading tonight with Ricky Atkinson at the Silk Purse Art Center in West Vancouver, 1570 Argyle Street. And as you mentioned, there is an open mic from 7 till 8 o'clock. Um, and so if anybody is in the neighborhood, I go check it out. Also coming up Monday, have the Youth Poetry Slam finals at Cafe de Soleil featuring Rachel Taylor uh, tonight in Victoria. If you're listening from in Victoria to our show on the online or over the airwaves, Pam Bentley is featuring at Tongues of Fire, our regular co-host here at uh, Wax Poetic. So that's all the time we've got this afternoon. Clifton, thanks for being able to make the time Anytime, to be Anytime, RC, and thank you so much for holding the torch out here, man, and, and making sure the poetry is represented performance poetry and, and what's happening in the scene. So excellent work, my man. Thanks. Good to, good to meet you and chat with you. So that's it for this week. Uh, we're not sure who's on next week, but uh, no matter what, no apologies necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what? So what? 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 what?